Uh, that's right. We're jumping into this uh, September 13, 2023, Wednesday morning. And what a day the Lord has made. What a glorious day it is to be alive in the kingdom of God. And I'm telling you what, God is on the move. There's no other way to say it. He is pouring himself out into a generation that's ready to pour themselves out. Amen. It should be like connected to a water hose. And we're just keep pouring out what he's pouring in. And we're just conduits that's not trying to hoard it up and keep it all in. We are just letting the water hose going. And we're seeing the glory of God cover the earth. Amen. And we're going to continue to keep pushing and pressing on. And God is so good. Jesus is on the throne still. And this is the day that the Lord has made. And this is the day that we're going to rejoice. And we're going to be glad in it. Hallelujah. It's Wednesday. And it's going to be, um, well, actually, let me just clarify this real fast. If anybody's interested, I know last night was supposed to be the last night. But we are going to go one more night tonight. Um, Brother Lance is staying for one more night. And we're going to continue to go. So, if you know anybody that don't know Jesus, if you know anybody that needs a touch of the Lord, if you know anybody, and we don't say that lightly, like what we're seeing at the altar right now and what we're seeing God do in worship services and and after the service is just, um, I don't know how else to say it. It is absolutely amazing. People's meeting Jesus. People's giving their hearts, surrendering their hearts again to him. People's getting healed. People's getting set free it is absolutely amazing what god is doing at this moment and if you need anything um actually i'm not if if you don't know him i want to invite you to know him and if you have something that is tormenting you and is an inhibitor from you serving jesus he will remove that inhibitor amen um he's not he's not a sugar daddy he's not just put a quarter in the gumball machine and gets it out. But if there's an inhibitor preventing you from groaning Jesus, serving Jesus, loving Jesus, and doing what Jesus called you to do, I'm telling you, he'll remove that inhibitor every single time. And he's Amen. a good, good God. He'll take the impossible and make it possible. So, Hannah, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very just filled with gratitude and um, joy <laughs> for yeah. what God is doing. And um Speaking of removing inhibitors, I just, to this morning I was thinking about generational curses um, mm -hmm. and how the Lord, I truly believe, um, and that was my prayer last night um, with my little brother. Actually, we were just together weeping at the altar, praying, Lord, break every generational curse in our family, on both sides of our family, um, on all sides of our family. Um, and so this morning that was fresh on my mind, and um, I know my brother for example, that the Lord has already break, broken generational curses. Mm -hmm. um, he's already broken generational curses off of me, and I want any generational curse to continue to be broken because I do. I, I used to not really pay attention to those, but you will see if you pay attention to cycles um, in your family um, that have repeated and repeated and repeated, a lot of times you can, um, that will signify a generational curse. And so, um, but I'm just thankful that he's the chain breaker and nothing is too big for him. No curse is too strong for him because, I mean, just like we talked about uh, during deliverance, Jesus saw Satan fall like lightning. And who do we think is behind the generational curses? So um, I'm just encouraged. And last night, I, I don't know if it was Aaron. I don't know if it was Lance. Honestly, I was just in the presence of the Lord. Don't know who's talking. I just know somebody's talking. But was talking to was just starting to 
I don't know. I just felt the faith rising in the room. And I somebody was like, just start saints, start declaring, start uh, praying with faith. And so I just really felt the shift there. And um, I do believe faith is rising. And I think sometimes, I think sometimes we settle for a smaller level of faith. Than w- because we have such a capacity to have faith. And it's because of the Lord. He gave us that faith. Like he, he's the reason we even have the ability to have faith. Um, but I'm just, I'm done putting limits on God. <laughs> I'm done putting limits on what he can do, who he can save. The person that we think is the most far gone in the universe is the very one he could be bringing back tomorrow. That's right. You know, you think about faith. I, we were talking about that the other day. And I was telling somebody, I said, how do we get faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word. When you When you start absorbing the word of God, and you start believing the word of God. Mm-hmm. It's like you start swelling up and you just feel like you know you can do anything. And I think the body of Christ for so long has lived underneath where they should be. Yep. You know, and I'm sitting there thinking the latter rain is going to be greater than the He said he actually pour out the latter and the former. Yeah. And I'm like, "Lord, I want to be, I just, just let us be walking like the former rain first. I don't even know what the latter rain is going to look like. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I mean, I want to see, let's see what the early church um, believers walked in, the ch- church fathers. You know, let's walk at least where they're at. <laughs> but then he says, I'm pouring out the latter rain. What? What's that going to look like? What's the latter and the former being poured out at the same time? And I'm yeah. like, Lord Jesus, I can't wait. <laughs> what we're seeing is just the beginning. I keep telling people, I said, you know, these last three nights, I can't even fathom or tell you what the Lord's doing in people's hearts and my heart and everyone's hearts. And there's just a hunger and a desperation for God. And I believe there is something happening and shifting in the atmosphere, not in this just in this church or building and all the churches that were involved but in the cities yeah i think that prayer that lance had said and it just like he said i feel like we can just pray and it just it, god's going to infiltrate all these places all you know and, and wherever they're at god sit upon them sit upon this sit upon this and, and you know i i almost it gives you new perspective when I was driving through town, coming here this morning, and I got behind some school buses, and I just started looking. I was like, man, how many of these kids don't know Jesus? And how many of these parents waiting out here with their kids, do they know Jesus? And we have the answer inside of us. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's just that I believe that's where the harvest comes in. As the Bible says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Yep. And I keep thinking, Lord, just raise up the laborers because they're here. We just, they need to be raised up. Yeah. And don't be worrying about how you're going to go out to do it. I said the, the, to lead someone to Christ isn't as hard as we think. It's because our flesh does, doesn't like the fact that somebody might reject the gospel. But Jesus said, go into the world and preach the gospel. That's what he gave us the great commission. He told us to do these things, to lay hands on the sick, they shall recover, to cast out devils, to do all these things that I see that let's start doing it. Yeah. Let's be the people of God. 
Let's not be scared no more. Let's not be worried about what happens and if they reject us or if they might think something of us. Because if you're a dead man there, you can't do nothing to a dead man. And and when, when we lay it all down before the Father, when we lay it all down, it's like, when Jesus said, uh, I have to get that scripture, but I, I don't, I'm going to misquote it real bad, but um, present your bodies a living sacrifice, yes. which is holy and acceptable. And that's our reasonable service. You know, that's what it says. Our reasonable service is to let our bodies be a living sacrifice for God. And I'm just thinking, Lord, just what could we do if we just did this and turn from our wicked ways and turn to the Father and allow the Holy Spirit to come in and welcome him in and fill us up and the fire of God be poured out upon our lives. And I think what we could do, we, we could see this great harvest that we, we were, we're already seeing it. We're already seeing it, but this is, this is nothing compared to what's about to take place. Yeah. And so. I think you're right on. I think we need to forget all of the doubt and all the worries of everything we've ever believed growing up in the church and growing up in the world and just start to do it Mm. (laughs) just start to do it and i i was thinking as you were saying that there's something about like leaders too like when leaders start doing this Mm -hmm. people will follow yes that's right people like they, they won't follow you but like a lot of people need that example Mm. a lot of a lot of christians especially new christians they need that like that example to follow Mm -hmm. and i believe when the leaders start leading and just doing it i believe other i believe other people are going to follow behind Mm. especially the younger generation too that's true um and on there's some there's leaders in the young generation so i believe when the leaders that are raising up in the young generation, other kids are going to start getting behind them. Just like Lance was talking about, you know, getting your kids spirit filled, knowing the word, all this, they're going to start changing the school systems. That's right. I agree. I mean, I just, you know, we, we need, we don't need so much. um, I feel like we're already in revival. Oh yeah. And I hate keep people saying, I want revival. We're in revival. We're living revival. But now what we're looking for is an awakening, not just of the hearts of people, but an awakening in our generation, an awakening in our world, an awakening in the nation. And we can see a revolution take place and a revolution like we've never seen. And I believe it's going to be the jewel too. what we're seeing that your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your old man shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions you know it's happening we just want to spread it we just want to it's like wildfire but it's it's just like you take a piece of wood and a lot of times we have a lot of wet wood out there a lot of times people's got wet wood and it's hard to take fire on wet wood but when that wood is dry and it's hungry and it's thirsty and that fire begins to go, it'll catch on like wildfire. It don't take long. And it just, the wind, when the wind of God comes to blow, it blows on that fire and that ember, it just spreads through and it just spreads quickly. And I, I just want to see that happening. And I know it's already happening, but I believe I want to see it just not at the churches involved. I want churches that maybe not even involved that's been happening here. I believe this is bigger than just the cities here. I believe this is a. God's is anointed this state of Kentucky. I've said yeah. this for years, and that picture on that wall in there, 
that the state of Kentucky is in the shape of a key. And I believe that there's a reason for that. It's the key to the nation. It's pointing to the heart of the nation. And we're going to unlock those things in mm. everywhere. Amen. And there was prophetic words that's been spoken over the state of Kentucky. There's deep wells in the state of Kentucky. And, and, and not, not that it's about the state, but God's going to start something here that spreads through the states. And I believe that the deep wells of the Cane Ridge Revival and even Kingswood and all these different places that the revivals were so thick and just there's the tangible presence. I remember listening to a uh, uh, an excerpt uh, about the Cane Ridge Revival. People were coming in like wagons and like... They were falling off their wagons before they even got to the church house because the glory had actually went past the four walls of that place and was out into the places around and surrounding. And this one guy says in his own words, he said it looked like a war zone when he came to. He says, I looked across the field and across that church. He says, even before you got there, people were laid out in the field. It looked like a bomb had went off. But they were just praying and worshiping because the presence of God was so strong. And this one guy said, nobody led them to the Lord. It was just an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And he was saving them right there in the middle on the way there. I said, he, people are like, well, you know, how do they know the gospel? I said, Jesus can minister to them just as much. I said, "He, he sits there and talks to them. That's what he does. So we can't we can't just think that God can't do things like this. He can reveal himself. He reveals himself, just like he did Paul. Now there's still a need for discipleship. Oh you know, yeah. After that's over, but yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's and you know you talked about revival, you know, being here, which I believe it's yeah, it's been here. Like if honestly, if we can't see that revival's here, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. So, and we need to jump in the river we need to get in but i don't know the lord's just been speaking so much to me and i think lance mentioned this too last night that we are revival like Mm. we we are revivalists like if we are born again if we're filled with the holy ghost we are the revival like we're we should be bringing revival everywhere we go that's right and we should have been doing it our whole time of being born again but Mm. you know things happen and and culture starts to infiltrate and backsliding and all these things but i think what's happening now is there's so many people that are carrying revival that are waking up Mm -hmm. and we're seeing this because there's a body that is arising a remnant that's arising and actually starting to pour themselves out Mm. as a drink offering like we talked about during the crusade and you know you talked about the wet wood too and i don't know i was also thinking about that pouring yourself out as a drink offering because if we're still full like we have to pour ourselves out continuously keep pouring ourselves out before the lord um and then once we're empty that's when that fire can ignite Mm -hmm. again and then keep burning and spreading to everybody and then as we pour ourselves out again we gotta keep refilling keep rekindling the fire that's what you got to because you know we're we're created to be to be filled up and poured out that's what we're created to do because that is exactly what Jesus did. Yeah. He poured himself out. He poured himself out upon this earth. He poured himself out into you and me. He said, I, I go to the father because I'm sending you someone because greater things shall you do because 
I'm going to be living in you now. Yeah. And it's not just one man walking full of the Holy Spirit. It's going to be many. And what things shall you do? Because it's like, whoa, what we're going to see is amazing. All these people who grasp hold of this and take hold and take heed and are filled with the Holy Ghost together. What we, what can we do? Yeah. You know, and what is it? The Bible says a thousand can put or uh, one can put a thousand to flight to ten thousand. Well, mm-hmm. that don't make sense. One to a thousand. You think two would put two thousand, but it multiplied by ten. So I'm sitting there thinking like, whoo, what can we do, Lord? Yeah. If we have a whole remnant, a remnant. And that's where I'm speaking to today is that remnant people. You're that one that nobody else understands. You're that one that 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 knows there's something more. You're that one that has, there's something more to what I'm seeing than what I'm seeing in my church. And you're the one that God says, I'm chosen you, son. You're the remnant of God. And I want you to catch flame for you can set your church on fire because those are the people that God is looking for. He always keeps a remnant. No matter how far and how wide the church or how far away the church goes, he always has a will within the will. He's always kept a remnant of people. Just like when Elijah felt like he was alone. Elijah felt like he was the only one that had not bowed his knee to Baal. And here here we got this, uh, uh, is it, oh, uh, uh, Aaron have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was Obadiah <laughs> who had um, put 50 prophets in one and 50 in another, and he put them in the caves and hid them. And they had not bowed their knee to Baal. And he, the Lord says, don't always, basically in my own words, do not think that you're the only one because I've always kept a remnant. Yeah. And. From that day forward, and I believe when Elijah went to the cave and he come out, he didn't come out the same because of the, when he heard that still small voice, he wrapped himself in the mantle. He wrapped himself in his calling. He wrapped himself from, with heaven wrapped around him because in himself, he couldn't do it. Yeah. In himself, there was fear. In himself, there was a, 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 I don't know how to do this. But when he came out of that cave, wrapped himself up in that mantle, amen. he came out a different man. And shoo. Amen. 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 We love you, Jesus. What you keep doing. I want to speak out to those people out there that maybe you're listening and maybe you're just, you, you turned on the radio or maybe you're just looking for something. I want to pray today that Jesus just walks in your room. He changes everything about you. He changes everything that that you, you you know that there's something more to to what you're seeing in the Father, or you're seeing something about your life. Maybe you, maybe you're not born again. Maybe you're you're searching for something. And I'm praying today that you find Jesus. Yes. That you just stay up, lay up on that altar, because Jesus said that that uh, whoever comes to me. He says, lay all your burdens at rest. Uh, come all those who are weary and I will give you rest. And I believe that he's He's coming into your room right now. And I believe he's going to minister to you right now. And I, he's going to show you the love of the Father. He's going to invade the atmosphere of where you're at. 
and he's going to strengthen you and he's going to save you. He said, you just, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I speak to that right now. Call upon the name of the Lord right now, wherever you're at in your, in your house or in your car or at your, at the store, wherever you're listening by, I speak right now to that person who's listening that Jesus loves you and he died for you, that he gave his life for you. He shed the blood for you on Calvary. He hung it on a cross and he raised again on the third day for your salvation. And not just for you to go to heaven, but to empower you for he can live inside of you. And we thank you, Father, right now, what you're doing to work in these people. Lord, we just thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, all right, Hannah, you got some announcements for us? Yeah, yeah. let's get those out for them. All right, let me get those out for everybody. Now, these might not be in order because I don't have a normal paper with me, but um, we have the Setting the Captives Free Camp Meeting coming up. Um, that is in Horse Branch, or sorry, Horse Cave, Kentucky, um, and that is at the Burley Barn on South Jackson Highway. Um, this will be with Brother Dwayne Kidd. It's 6 p.m. nightly, September 14th, 15th, and 16th. And um, they are just setting this time um, for anyone struggling, bound by addiction, depression, anxiety, whatever it is, sick, hurting. They're just expecting God to move and truly set the captives free. Um, And whatever you need, um, I know that the Lord will provide it. So we're just making space for God to do what he wants to do. And so that's with Pastor Dwayne again. Horse Cave, Kentucky at the Burley Barn. It's uh, September 14th, 15th, and 16th. That's a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at 6 p.m. And then also we have, um, let's see here, the Shepherd's House Church Fundraiser. That's in Glasgow, Kentucky. Um, We have that specific location on our app, Rogers Wells Boulevard. And they are doing um, this fundraiser for their missions program, Africa Missions, and they purchase clothing, shoes, food items for the orphans there. So if you feel led to go and uh, be take part in that fundraiser, that will be September thirtieth. Uh, that's a Saturday at starting at eight a.m. I think it'll kind of be an all day thing. Um, so that will be again September thirtieth, starting at eight a.m. And that's the Shepherd's House Church. And then we have our um, young adult group coming up here at Bethel. Um, we have that on Monday starting at 6.30. Um, and anybody feel welcome to come. We've had a wide range of ages for that. <laughs> if you identify or if you, if you feel like a young person, come on out. <laughs> watch, watch how you say it. <laughs> I, I started to say identify and I'm like, all right, well. Uh, and then there's also one you're going to have to put on the app soon. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, the Christian Motorcycle Association called in on Monday and asked to start announcing this. Um, Bikers for Christ and Heavenly Saints are putting up a diaper run for Char- Clarity Solutions in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, on September 30th. You can sign in at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Kickstand is at 11.30 Eastern Time at Staples in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Donations of diapers, wipes, or cash is much appreciated. So um, we'll get that up there, too, for Christian Motorcycle Association, which is an incredible ministry. If, you never, if you've never seen CMA take anything, it's, it's an awesome ministry to see. So... Well, Josh Newton came up with a name for 
That's um, um I don't know if that's good. <laughs> for a motorcycle uh Christian motorcycle I don't want to say gang, but kind of. Uh, well, we had those shirts in there that said Gangsters. Holy Ghost Gangster, so we were joking about it. And I think he said Holy Ghost Riders. Yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. Um, well, actually, I think that's all of our um, yeah. events coming, or all of our announcements coming up, other than we, again, tonight come out. 630 6.30. Tell your friends, tell your family, get them here. This isn't just a light thing. Like, we were travailing for our family members last night, y'all. Like, if you have family members that need to be born again, if you have family members that are hurting, back, have backslidden, how do you say that? Backslidden. Have backslidden. Backslidden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, any of, all of the above, bring them out here. Yeah. Um, and we're expecting great things. And then again, our Box 2 Radio Share-a-thon, it's coming up soon. Like, um, it just keeps creeping up here. But again, the Box 2 Radio Share-a-thon is tw- the Wednesday the 27th, Thursday the 28th, Friday the September 29th. Um, and then that's from 7 a.m. to 5 a.m. So we have a whole three days of some awesome, awesome time yeah. with the Lord, with guests. And um, we're looking forward to it. Laborers Rising for the Harvest. The harvest, uh, gathering the harvest, shareathon, um, and so make sure you tune in for that and be praying about um, how you can give, whether it's partnering in prayer, whether it's whatever way that you can give back to um, this ministry. That it's here for all of us. It's not just here for this local community. It's here for um, all the areas. What what's all of our areas? Owensboro, Owensboro ninety eight point three, Highsville ninety one point one, and Glasgow ninety. I mean Litchfield, Hardensburg ninety one point five. Amen. And Josh Newton said we are starting a Bethel moped group. Oh moped. It's not a by. by oh sorry, sorry. Yeah, we were talking about electric scooters and yes. stuff. Uh, we're gonna have a moped group over here. Um, I do want to read a testimony from a listener who. Um, they live in Illinois, and it's such an encouraging listener. And then um, I got to meet her for the first time Sunday night. Miss Gretchen said she was here, and I just made a beeline for her. So I got to meet her. And Wait, so, so she listens through the app uh-huh. in Illinois? And she said, I want to tell the goodness of the Almighty God. I have been praying for this crusade for weeks as I sat in my home in Illinois. I never gave a thought, though, he would be working, orchestrating the way for me to be for the first time sitting in Bethel. Through a series of unplanned events, there I was Sunday night. I am in. I am still in awe, praising him for allowing me to witness his power and his presence. To see the altar full was so evident. He is there. Continue prayers for him to show up, not just in McDaniel's, but throughout the nation. Keep occupying. So, wow. um, just awesome. And I, I mean, as soon as I got word from Miss Gretchen, she was there. I was there. Um, we just made a beeline for it because she is so encouraging and um, such an awesome part of the box two radio family and so it was an absolute honor and joy to meet her in person sunday night um i you know we talked text but never got to meet her in person so it was was awesome and um so i know god's just doing amazing things right now and um we're not we're, we're it's nothing that we're doing um and it's not we're going to keep an atmosphere of prayer. We're mm. keeping the praying because I'll be honest with you. If if you don't have prayer meetings, you don't have these nights. Mm. You don't have, if you don't know how to get to that secret place, you don't have the glory. Um, what you have, if you have, if you have ministry without prayer, you have idolatry and man-made religion and you're working off of gifting to never anointing. Possibly witchcraft. And, and so we have to be very, very cautious of what we're doing outside of prayer because prayer is the birthing place. 
you, you cannot love the porch if you never fell in love with the altar. Mm. And you can never be effective and powerful if you don't know the secret place. And so we're going to keep an atmosphere of prayer, hosting the Holy Spirit. Like, I think this is the one thing that's significant. Hosting the Holy Spirit is not about what you do in front of people. Mm. Hosting the Holy Spirit is what you do when nobody's looking. Mm. And we had some powerful time of intercession last night. There was one time moving mm -hmm. from worship into the Word where the music, you know, we killed the music. And the, and the body just began to roar out in intercession and pray. Mm -hmm. Last night during the altars, there were some of those same moments, just this powerful time of intercession and prayer. Uh, there's times of lingering afterwards. There's, um, you know, to see 20, 30 people there an hour early before service, and they're already starting to weep, and they're already starting to – I mean, honestly, my favorite time of the nights, and I'm being honest with you, is that 30-minute prayer section to where it's just the body. And it's just those that are praying and laboring and seeking the face of the Lord. They're up there, and you can see the tears. You can see the heart. You can see the cry, and you just see that group of people. And then, um, you know, our kids are already there. Our kids can be outside throwing a ball at 6 o'clock. It's not a big deal. It's like, you know, the service don't start till 7, so they could be outside playing, but they're already up there. Mm -hmm. And they're already up there waving banners, and they're already up there praying. And you see, I saw – um, a, you know, they're just sitting there pacing back and forth or they're sitting there worshiping already. And, um, you see the, you see the, um, the men of God and the women of God up there on their face, seeking the face of the Lord. And then that, you know, at 30 minutes before service, there's things people's got to get in a position for, but then those who don't have to get in a position for something, you still see them there. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm telling you what we see for those two or three hours during the service doesn't happen. If that group of people don't show up at six to pro uh, six o'clock to pray. So mm -hmm. if you want to come at five 30 tonight and pray with us prior to the service, we welcome you out. Come on out and be with us there. And I know everybody can't get there. I'm not, that's not, that's not a con condemnation. That's just an invitation to say, Hey, if you want to come pray, come pray, because I'm telling you this thing doesn't work absent a prayer. Yeah. And no move will ever start or be sustained if prayer is not the centerpiece of what's going on. And so I know prayer is not the fancy part. Prayer is not the fun part. Prayer is not the ah part. But prayer is where power is. And you, you don't have evangelism absent of prayer. You don't have mm -hmm. prophecy absent of prayer. Uh -huh. You don't have salvations absent of prayer. Everything is coming out of prayer. Why? Because prayer shows our utter dependence on him to move Amen. and not on our ability to perform. And if we will ever get to the place where we love the secret place and learn to weep between the porch and the altar, then that's when we see the reformation. That's when we see, um, that's when we see the the sick healed, the dead raised, the lame walk, the deaf talk, the blind to see, and that's when we see the poor have the gospel preached to them. And so we are going to continue to be in that place and atmosphere of prayer. Prayer is the key, and if if. I was ta we were talking to a few people last night and a few were saying, well, this is kind of how I worship the Lord with uh, prophetic drawing. And, and this is how I worship the Lord with, um, with flags and all these things. And then someone just said, well, I wasn't given that gifting of artistic ability or anything, but one thing I can do is pray. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Amen. Like we need, we need that in the body of Christ where people are doing what they're called to do. People are worshiping, people are preaching, people are praying and pray prayer is so key. So yeah. never underestimate the power of prayer and the intercession. I mean, when you, I know we got to go to break, but, um, I just want to say this to anybody out there that hasn't came. And I know if you can't come tonight, that's, that's understandable, but I'm just telling you when you walk in, as soon as you walk in, 
it's just like he's there. I mean, it's like it, there's just this, it just, it's tangible. It's a tangible anointing. You can just reach out and grab it. And that's what I sense so much when God begins to habitate on a place, his tangible anointing comes in. And it's just like, what is, it's, it's different. It's different. And I said, we're going to guard this thing. We're going to guard it and we're going to protect it. And we're like, like Aaron said, like a dove on a shoulder. We don't want to do anything to, to let it go. And we're going to be like Jacob. Yeah. <clears throat> and just, um, and I know we won't talk about this the whole time today because we got some stuff to cover. Um, but I will say, pray for us that we would make the right decisions. Um, Brother Lance and I and Billy and some other leaders, we're, we're behind the scenes figuring out how to to move forward with this because tonight's the last night as as far as we're understanding tonight's the last night of the harvest crusade but it's definitely not the last night of what god's doing in this region and so um, we are praying into it and seeking the face of the lord how to continue to move forward and how to keep moving forward with that now what we do here we will continue to host the holy spirit amen we will continue in prayer we will continue in evangelism we will continue to do what god has called us to do here but I know that we are called to have a part as this body and as this region and as even the this Box 2 radio network, we're, at, we're called to have a part in this movement. And so we're just praying how to facilitate this and how to guard it ferociously but hold it loosely. And because one thing we are not going to do is control it. Um, you know, we, we are just saying we want to we want to have the ability and the willingness and the grace to say yes to whatever God's doing. And how can we move this forward? God, give us wisdom. Just give us wisdom. Um, because we know he definitely is moving. And we just want to continue forth. Whatever that looks like. Whatever it sounds like. But our biggest thing. And me and uh, Brother Lance and Brother Billy and a couple of the team yesterday as we sat down. I told them my heart. And they, this was all of our heart. We don't want to do a good thing. We want to do a godly thing. Mm-hmm. Burnout happens when we do good things that we think godly things, but never God never called us to it. True. And there's good things that we're all doing that is good, but it's not godly. Mm. And so what we want to do, it would be easy with what we're experiencing right now. It'd be easy to say we're just keep going every night. We're going to keep going, mm-hmm. but it ain't what we're wanting to know what what's the God thing? Mm-hmm. Because when the glory's here like this. You don't, it, service is never what you're after. Mm-mm. And I know we got to go to break, but I said, the first thing I really said yesterday when we met is, this is the one thing I don't want to do. And they, because they asked me my heart, I said, my first heart is I'm not going to become ser- service driven. Mm-hmm. I said, this thing, about, this thing is not about the come. It's about the going mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the coming equips us for the going. Amen. And if we, all we do is come and never go, then we're failing to be what the church is called. And, I am persuaded at that point. That's why so many moves of God has failed because mm-hmm. we've only been perceiving the coming. We've never ignited and activated the going. Mm-hmm. And I said, I will not get into service mode. That's my yeah. number one thing. I don't, I don't want to get into service mode because we've seen that to where everything about the move of God centers around the service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the move of God, if it's not affecting and provoking and activating our go, then it's really just entertaining us at that True. point. Because if it's don't if what we're experiencing these last three nights don't change us at Walmart, mm-hmm. if it don't change us at home, if it don't change us at work, if it don't change us at the restaurant, 
then I am persuaded that what we're experiencing is an emotion. Mm -hmm. But I believe what we're experiencing is the real glory of God. And even if we meet once a week with each other, when it's the glory, the glory will be there if people continue to pray. Mm. You don't, you don't, I think, I think religion tells you you got to do services every night or the glory leaves. No, the thing you have to mm -hmm. do is find the secret place mm -hmm. because the secret place is where the glory's at. And, and so we, we had a real great conversation, really great talk last night. I mean, yesterday afternoon and, um, just, it was just the Holy spirit definitely was prevalent in there and we shared hearts and we're, we're trying to figure out how to keep facilitating and keep breathing. I mean, keep allowing the Holy Spirit to breathe on what he's doing in this region. And, you know, all of us, we've used, we're all, we've all been using this vocabulary. Well, okay, I don't know about all. I know Lance, he's, I've been using it for a long time. We're looking for him to sit down. Mm. We're looking for him to sit down somewhere. Mm -hmm. And our cry is that, Lord, sit down here. Sit down here in this region. Just sit down here. And when he sits down, the kingdom of God is not a church service. The Try kingdom of God is a culture that we learn to live in. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the kingdom of God is within me. The, the kingdom of God originally was in that little veil in that little box, and he broke it. He mm -hmm. broke it. The glory of God resided in that little box in a room, and only a select few got to enter in. And what Christ did through the cross is made sure the glory and the kingdom of God got into me. And what we're trying to learn to walk in through this move and what God's doing that we are praying for is a sustained move that our great-grandchildren will reap from. Mm -hmm. And they'll be accelerating, not trying to restart. That's right. And so yeah. um, what we're after right now is not a church service. What we're after is the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so we're glory carriers. <clears throat> I'll keep hearing. Mm. Let's take it. Let's oh. take it to the places. Everywhere. Whew. All right. Wednesday morning, question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. Get your name in for the two-week period here. What did Moses' name mean? Again, what did Moses' name mean? We will be right back here after the break on Morris Boxer Radio. Call 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Morris of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All righty, we're getting right back into it this morning. Uh, we just have a few minutes for our hard break. I know we we went long on that first one, but that's okay. We got an answer for our trivia question. That answer is drew him out. Miss Rachel Arms got that correct. Miss Nancy also came in and got it correct, but she was just a little bit later than uh, Miss Rachel Arms. But great job, both of everybody. And then even Josh Newton, he brought donuts in here. I swear he's trying to make me fat. Um... Which I don't have far to go, but you know it's still he brought he brought Hardy's yesterday and donuts today. Um, man, I love revival. Um, let's see, it's uh, <laughs> the, the food. He came in and he's like, the answer to the trivia question is this. I got donuts, and he answered the trivia, but he was a little late, too, so he was buying donuts. Um, but he's in the studio, too, in there. You going to say something today, Josh? Good morning. Good morning. There he is. <laughs> there you go. Um, but we are so excited. We only have about 11 minutes before we got to go, and um, I'm going to disappear for a few minutes, and I'm going to go over and teach, I mean, preach at chapel this morning at Bethel Christian Academy. We're so excited for that. 
And again, tonight we're going to go another night. 6.30 p.m. starts this evening. Um, we'd love to see you out there. If you got lost loved ones, if you got somebody who needs Jesus, get them out there. If you need something, a healing, restoration, um, you need deliverance, you need anything to that extent, setting the captives free, um, and anxiety, depression, all that's gripped you. I'm telling you, he did not give you a spirit of fear, but he gave it a sound mind. Um, and so we're just believing God for the radical things. We're believing God for the great things. And we are not stopping. We are not sitting down. We are not shutting up. We are not defeated, but we are the body of Christ that is on the rise. And I'm telling you what, God is going to be um, victorious. Why? Because he's already won. We're not fighting for victory. We are living in victory. Mm. Amen. Sometimes we Amen. just got to remind ourselves. Amen. All righty. Um, God's doing such amazing things. Again, last time, 630 tonight. Come on out and be a part of what God's doing. Five per, 530 prayer starts. We want to invite anybody to come out to prayer. Uh, Josh got his first shofar last night, um, and he blew it. And Yeah, Katie's threatening to kill me on the way home. I was blowing it all the way home. In the car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was blowing it through Litchfield. I said, I'm going to release it out of here through Litchfield. So, I knew Okay, it. so you are at least blowing it out the window. Yeah, well, at times. <laughs> You probably other, other times in her ear. He's probably going through blowing it, and somebody who's some Christian asleep. He's like, "Jesus is coming back." There's the trumpet. There's the sound. Now, kids told me it sounded like a dying cow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I got better at it this morning, though. I was blowing it this morning too. There you go. I tell you one, um, and I know everybody's. A lot of people's, you know, pretty much heard about Mr. Tim, Miss Betty, and our hearts still with them, and we're praying for them, and um, we're. We want to, oh, just, it hurt my heart so much of the night. But after the fire was starting to be contained, they were able to get inside and they were seeing if there's anything salvageable. And there was just a few, very, very few items that was um, the shofar. It was one of them. And about 1230 or so at night, he takes that shofar out and he blows it. Wow. Just awesome. right after the fire. Amen. Takes it out and blows it. And it Hallelujah. just blows and rings throughout the nighttime. Gave me, still gives me co chills. Still gives me co chills, and so um, God's it. The shofar for a lot of people, like you know, it's like my um, somebody that was at church one time for the first time, and they blew it, and they said that the Vikings coming, or you know, a lot of people's not familiar with it. But if you see the trumpet in the scripture, it's a shofar. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. they didn't have a brass trumpet back then, really. It was a shofar, and the shofar representative was so many things. It represented called a called a worship, called a war, sound of victory, spiritual warfare. There's so many things in a trumpet. Um, and whenever the trumpet sounds and Jesus comes back, it's gonna be a shofar. Mm. It's gonna be a shofar. It, so people probably did think Jesus was coming back when Josh was doing that. Yeah. There's some there's people running through the house last night going, Is mom still here? Is mom still <laughs> that's Aaron? <laughs> hey, but hey, but maybe it caused them to open up their Bibles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was definitely coming down the road with me. So <laughs> they're probably like, Well, it sounds like Jesus, but then there's this you know, coming back. But then there's this they're, they're like, What about the horse and like, the Okay, okay riding on the cloud? Like he's riding in a truck. You know. <laughs> All right, so I, I heard there's going to be a shofar whenever Jesus comes back, but is it really going to sound like that? <laughs> like, a dying cat. I thought it was supposed to be majestic, not a... <laughs> I thought it was like a roaring lion, not a dying cat. That's They're probably like, oh, no, that's the other side. Of the <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> oh, I love it. I love that it. That was good. Um, well, I'm telling you what, God is moving in such an awesome way. I did, we didn't even really get to Peter this morning. We was going to try to work through the first chapter of Second Peter this week because next week we start the book of Hebrews next Monday, and I am stoked about Hebrews. I think I'm the only one that uses the word stoked anymore, but I'm going to keep doing it. I'll bring it back into no, style. No, we've been using it a lot. There's yeah, a lot see? It's working. It's making a comeback. It's Everything always makes a comeback. It's making a comeback. Um, and so, and Just like the body of Christ, we're making a comeback. Now, I want to do this, and I'm not, I won't call it names because I don't want to embarrass anybody or you know anything like that, but uh, there was a young man that Jacob had a conversation with yesterday. And I don't, I'm not going to say anything other than this. We are praying with you, mm-hmm. and we are believing with you that your family's coming to Christ. Amen. We are believing Amen. for it. I'm telling you what, the way, and I feel like this is where I want to go for a second, the The way we effectively begin to pray for the lost, here's the first thing we should do when we pray for the lost, is we should pray for their eyes to be open, mm-hmm. and we should pray for their hearts to be softened. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't... it. it before you go and witness to anybody, before you go testify to anybody, your prayer should be, Holy Spirit, open their eyes. Because Paul deals with this in Corinthians when he says this, that they have a veil over their eyes, Mm -hmm. and it's preventing them from seeing who Jesus is. And so if we can get their veil removed, and that's done by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will come in and give them a new heart and a new spirit. And the Bible said, only whenever you are born again, then can you see the kingdom of God. Uh Only when you are born again can you see the kingdom of God. And then he moves down two verses. He said, until you are born again by water and by spirit. And Ezekiel says that water is a cleansing. It's that cleansing. So until you've been cleansed and until you've been born of the Spirit, you cannot then enter into the kingdom of God. So getting born again by the Spirit sees, lets you see, and then born again by the flesh, which is basically purification. I'm My sins are forgiven. I've been washed by the blood. There's repentance that's come about because Jesus has given me a new heart. Then we will see. And enter into the kingdom and enter into all that God has had for and is prepared for us to walk in. And so I'm praying for you this morning. And I hope you're listening and I hope you hear this. I'm praying for you to have the wisdom, the revelation, the power, and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to see your whole family come to Christ. And I'm telling you what, you're going to change the course of your history, of your family. Why? Because you're utterly trusting in Jesus, and you are crying out to him to do a mighty work. Amen. And he is going to do it. And when he does this, it's not just you that's going to remain transformed. It's your whole family's about to change for the glory of God. And I prophesy a fire that cannot be extinguished, and I prophesy a glory that cannot be hidden. Shine brightly, young man. Shine brightly for the glory of God and have courage and boldness to go and be the light in the world. Turn on the light switch and the darkness will go away. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I just, we just, I just wanted to encourage him. Yeah. And I just want to encourage you too that uh, just to keep praying. And sometimes it feels maybe like you've been praying for so long and you're not seeing anything, but just keep, keep, keep on praying and believing because I can tell you, I prayed for three of my siblings mm-hmm. for years. Um, and just in the past, the past like three years and even this year, I've seen all three of them be born again. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving the Lord glory for that because it didn't. It was worth every single minute I prayed for him. And I honestly p- should have prayed for him more than I did. But he heard my cries. 
and he had a plan for their life and I just want to encourage you to keep on praying and every every second matters it all matters mm-hmm and also, um, if you have the Box 2 Radio app, <laughs> um, Lance, Brother Lance Johnston's testimony really touched me on yes. this subject with um, the love of his brother and how his brother kept witnessing to him, kept praying for him. Um, and that is actually, that testimony is up on the, the night two of the Harvest Crusade on our app. I was just thinking that same thing. That That's a powerful testimony. And it, it's funny because uh, a lot of times... Uh, the people that ain't right, they respond with anger, and you just got to be relentless and just keep chasing after them. Just keep fighting for them. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yep. Well, I know it sounds funny, but we're only like two minutes from our break because we went over so much on the first one, and this is a hard break, so I can't readjust this one. But uh, we got about a minute and a half. Anybody want to add anything else to that? No. Jacob's is speechless for the first time in his life. <laughs> the donuts are good. <laughs> Jesus is no. I do. I want to just. I'm very thankful that Jacob is able. We were talking about this over the break, but um, that he's able to encounter so many different people. And I just want to encourage anyone who maybe you're you have a job where you are around people a lot, and maybe I know not all jobs are always fun. It's not always. Sometimes you can feel like, what can I really do for the Lord in my job? I'm mm-hmm. just. I'm stuck doing this or um, I do this kind of work and, you know, I don't have time. But I'm just thankful that no matter what your job is, if you are around people, you can make a difference. You, Amen. The Lord can put people in your path. And we saw that with Jacob. And um, just be encouraged to be the light wherever you're working, wherever you're at throughout yeah. the week. I know a lot of people are always scared for that, but um, I think a lot, just do it. You know, don't mm-hmm. worry. Be a good worker where they can't do it without you. Yeah. So, you know, they can't get rid of you because of you witnessing. So. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, we're going to read our second trivia question that we're going to get out. Of, uh, we're going to get out here for a break and then we come back. Uh, Jacob, Hannah and Josh, you going to stick around with them? Yeah, I'm going to stick around. All right. We got to be politically correct on the radio. OK. Uh, all right. I'm going to try. <laughs> you got to be PC. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All right. What What is the more familiar name? Actually, it's not you. I'm worried about it's Jacob. I, I've never left Jacob unattended on the radio. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> but then you storm back in, in there. <laughs> yeah, he normally comes back. You gotta get a dog collar to shock him. I'm gonna have to like I'm I'm preaching chapel. I'm gonna have to have one earpiece in so I can run over him and mute him if I have to. Okay, so Hannah, you're in charge. Tag team and I'll switch you out for chapel. All right. What is the more familiar name of Hadassah? What is the more familiar name of Hadassah? Two seven zero two five seven two six eight nine. We will be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box Two Radio on the Box Two Radio Network. Good morning. We are back here on Mornings with Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. Um, We have a little bit of time still left, and we are just, we're thankful. Thankful to have your ear this morning. Thankful for all that the Lord's doing and all that the Holy Spirit has been um, leading us to speak about this morning. Um, Super thankful for our listeners, our listeners that are um, listening on the app um, from even... (laughs) from Aaron just came in and stole our donuts what the what in the world 
Um, sorry, that was hard to keep a straight face. Um, but we're just thankful. We are thankful for um, our app and how many people are listening and how many people are being changed by the power of God and his presence. And so, um, yeah. But we have some other people in the room this morning. We have Josh. We have Jacob. If you've just now turned in, turned in, tuned in. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about now um, kind of the resistance and the pushback um, of the enemy when we're walking into this glory of God and when we're walking into the fire that's here. Um, and I I know that we have sensed it spiritually and anyone who's, you know, in intercession, praying, um, in tune with the spirit, you will start to notice these, this resistance spiritually. It might not, it might not always be evident in the natural. Sometimes it is, <laughs> sometimes it is, but, um, we just want to talk about that. Um, because I think that's something that we need to all prepare ourselves for. We're doing a disservice to the body of Christ. If we leave out spiritual warfare in, in teaching and spreading the word about that and preparing ourselves because if we're on fire and these enemies are coming against us and we let and we're uh, blindsided by it it's mm-hmm. very well that our fire could get blown out very easily if we're not on guard um witchcraft is is really it has different forms I mean, not everything when we're dealing with witchcraft always is a a practicing witch or somebody who is, you know, we think of a witch like what we see them as the big hat and, you know, like this or in this, uh, what do they call them, a coven. Yeah. We think that they're these weird, you know, and there is covens of witches out there that pray against stuff like that. But a lot of times, more than more than some when you're dealing with witchcraft it's unknowingly these people are walking in that and they don't understand what they're being used by and a lot of times that um they'll 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 be they'll try to come to interrupt places and services and they'll try to come in to cause um just a division or even even some manipulation yeah it's manipulation and and rebellion is the Mm. sin of witchcraft you know so all we got all these things going on um and they're sent by the enemy to disrupt things now they know they don't go after the strong vessels most of the time because they know that that comes back on them and it's harder the they they can't attack those who are engulfed now they can try to send like um, a spirit against you, basically like uh, a lying spirit, uh, and to kind of convince you, or even irritable stuff. Like if they can't get you to fall into sin, the enemy will infect you with the wrong spirit. So yeah. basically, let's let, let's frustrate this guy or this woman. Let's let's get them frustrated. You, you ever hear that sometimes just like you're in this awesome time, and then all of a sudden it's just like this thing comes over you, you're just like what's going on? Yeah. That is witchcraft, and a lot of times it's unknowingly people. It's kind of like um, gossip. It's it's kind of like that's really bad. It, it can be. It, it can. It's like slander, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're. It's almost like word curses, like Aaron was talking about. You're sending. If you if you're speaking, 
negative stuff against somebody, you're sin. It's basically you're stabbing them with a dagger. Yes. And um, spiritually, and I know it's like I know there's not a lot of teaching on witchcraft so much, and we don't want to bring, we don't want to just sit there and talk about it all the time. But we, like Aaron says, we got to know our enemy. And if we don't know that witchcraft exists, then you need to get another thing coming because the Bible's full of it. Yeah. yeah. And they always copycat stuff. They're always a copycat. They can't ever create because they're not create. They're not. They were created. They're not creators. And only the spirit of God can create. And so they mimic and they they twist things and they turn things. And a lot of times when I see in a service, when I, I if you ever see me pacing in a service, um, it's most of the time I'm dealing with fighting that in intercession with is I'm dealing with witchcraft or pushback. Um, usually like if I'm pacing, like going behind or, or walking around and it's nothing to do with that. It's just, that's how I deal with it. Mm. You know, I, I'm setting, I was like, I'm going to surround the, you know, what I've been taught by even people today. Like I've, I've heard there's this, there's a strategy in war that you allow the enemy to come in basically to encamp you. So it thinks he got you. So what you do, but you already have sent people around. So encompassing that enemy. So you're going around this camp. They don't even know you're there. They don't, I mean, they, they kind of do, but it's almost like you let them close in to think that they got you. Mm. And then you just come in like a flood. Because, I mean, it's kind of like, I always said that scripture, it says when the enemy comes in like a flood, he can't come in like a flood like that. I always turn it around. When the enemy comes in, like a flood, God will raise up a standard. Yeah. So we're flooding the enemy, not him flooding us. Yeah. And yeah. so I said, we're going to flood the enemy with that he ain't going to be able to, to fight against these things because um, when, when we're sitting there and I'm allowing just, okay, God, you just begin to expose every little thing. You begin to expose the darkness in the room. And we're not there to expose that person, per se, because we want those people set free. We want them set free from whatever they're dealing with. But that enemy, we're gonna, is, 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 he is poking us. It's almost like poking, like Aaron said, poking, you're poking the bear. You're poking places. That, and I think that's what, when, when he's we... He's trying to find a crack in your arm. Yeah. And, what he's doing. And, and I even go back to uh, listening to an old guy named John Ramirez that I listened to quite a bit. He said he always looks for leaky vessels. Yes. And there's a lot of leaky vessels in the church. And I, I'm, I'm sorry that, that that may offend people, but we have a lot of leaky vessels. Yeah. And he can enter in and he can. I mean, I was a leaky vessel at one time. I'm sure all of us was. Yeah. And it, it it just takes that encounter to wake you up. Yes. It, and and I, that's, that's my prayer is that people would be awakened because them are the hardest ones to receive the ones that think they're okay. Yeah. It's they're a lot harder to to hear the word than the the lost sinner, you know. True. Yeah, and honestly, it's good to be aware cuz I'm going to be completely transparent. Um actually yesterday it I was starting to kind of what you were explaining, like feeling something that like I Push was feeling back. joy, but then I started feeling something else. Mm-hmm. Um I started feeling like frustration and like Mm-hmm. insecurity and all these things and i'm like where is this coming from i had to just go get on my face like lord anything that's not of you get it out but honestly i wasn't even thinking about 
um, at that moment, I wasn't thinking about the pushback mm. and what the enemy is doing and the witchcraft and all those things. And so um, I'm aware. And that's the the awesome thing about talking about these things because we can bring awareness to it and we yeah. can be on guard and expose the enemy for who he is and what he's doing. Because the more that we know what the enemy's doing, the more we can be on guard and yeah. not have an open any um, – any give any place to the devil basically true well the one thing that i will say is to speak to anybody out there that has that they have that insight they have that discernment it's time for the intercessors it's time for the prophetic people to be called i'm giving that invitation tonight i'm giving that invitation or this morning <laughs> to all those out there who they hear they're you're hearing this stuff and you're sensing this stuff God is calling you to be a watchman. He's calling you to be that one who says, okay, you're not alone because there's people out here. Because I've been, this has been confirmed to me three times about what happened last night, what we were sensing. And because what happens is the enemy wants you to feel like you're the only one that feels it. Or maybe it's you um, Mm -hmm. because that's what he does. So I'm saying right now we're going to, we're going to develop a team that we can say, hey, brother, did you see that tonight? Or you can go to that and say, hey, like I did last night. I said, Joe, we got to pray. I looked over him because you know, I was like, I didn't want to bother anybody else. But at the same time, I felt like the Lord says you need to gather the people who know what's going on. You need to. It's almost kind of like uh, like if you're in a, in a battle, if you're going to battle, you, you got your generals. But you got say, your generals say, hey, lieutenant, hey, we got we got a problem over here. We got the watchman on the wall. The watchman. So it's kind of like I'm giving a signal to you and you and you and you. Hey. Let's encompass this thing. Let's let's surround this thing. Let's let's put an end to this thing because it's a coming to an attack. And then really the intercessors are going to war and pushing back. Yes. And that's the to me intercession is and worship. <clears throat> well, worship and intercession are pushing back the darkness. Yeah. I mean, when I I used to t- when Gene Bailey came, he was tell he he used to study the revivals of old. And he says the most forgotten people, but not in God's eyes. He says everybody sees the ones who preaches and the one who goes forward and the ones who speaks and everybody wants to go to to them because, you know, you know, they're at the, the forefront and these are the leaders. But he says the ones that are really doing the hard, hard work in between. And I'm not saying the leaders ain't doing it, but because some most of them are called to be intercessors anyways. But he says it's the intercessors behind the the veil basically the ones that are pushing and you know feeling the weight and they're pushing against whatever the enemy's trying to do and they're breaking through the walls it's kind of like they're just pushing 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 and he says those are the ones because every i remember he says when that guy at azusa street before he came a week before he sent his intercessors to that place Mm -hmm. to prepare that place for when he came that he was able to not have to battle up against the wall, but there was an open heaven already. And I believe that's where we're seeing right now is, is the prayer of the people in this area have been praying for a long time. Yeah. And they, the prayers of the saints are there and they broke through and broke through and broke through. And now they got his team to come in and they begin to pray and they broke through. And it's almost kind of like now you have an army who's broken through the barrier. And that's why we're starting to see the glory come in. But what happens is the enemy has infiltrated people and he'll use people because it's the people. And then that's begin. That's when they're going to get set free. 
because the only way for him to actually enter into a place like that, he has to illegally enter. Mm. So he's illegally entered through somebody who's walking through the door. And he, but the thing of it is, he don't know that when they enter in, they're walking into the glory and that they're going to get exposed and they're going to get, and they're, he's going to cast that thing out of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And I mean, some scripture to even kind of go along with what we're talking about. First Samuel fifteen twenty three talks about rebellion. We talked about rebellion earlier. For rebellion is as the sin of divination. Uh-huh. If rebellion is the sin of divination, then that means a person has to be sinning. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. It's... That means that it, that's uh, that's operating through a person because a person would be the one in rebellion, the one no. committing that sin. Um. I mean, if you go back to the KJV, it's a lot of uh, e- easier for people. For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. It's basically, that's what Same divination thing. is. Yeah, yeah witchcraft. So if you don't know what divination is. Yep. Um, and I think sometimes um, that one is not easily, it tries to hide. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it. there's levels of it, I believe. You know, I think there's different levels to these people, like, you know, you get your lower level people who walk in witchcraft, and you got your higher level people who's practice it for a while. It's just like, yeah. it's like they mimic everything. So you got your saints that are, you know, maybe starting off your baby Christians. Then you got your seasoned Christians. You have your seasoned witches. They know what works. They know what to come in. They know what, they they basically use the same tactics because they know, hey, well, we'll try this. Well, this don't work. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. You know, this is, that's how they operate. It's like, um, like that, when I go back to John Ramirez, he said, I remember people paying me. He said, I used to be paid to just kill people, basically. He said, I would be paid to, he said, I would actually take like this, um, I think it was a coconut, and he would open it up, and then he would start writing stuff on a piece of paper. And he would write fear, uh, anxiety, and he'd start writing all these things and throwing it inside this coconut, and he'd seal this coconut up. And he said, that coconut represented their mind. So he was casting all these things in him. He said he had all the stuff that he needed to cast this stuff on people. And he would have this, he would build this coffin for him like he was going to kill him. And he would put them in it. He said that this stuff that he was casting on him, and he said he would pray for 10 hours a night. So basically he would he would go in at 7 o'clock and, and, and at night to 5 o'clock in the morning and pray that those people would have nightmares, that they would basically be driven to insanity to either kill herself or or send somebody in their path to, to they they would be in in that place at the right time where they, I mean he that's what they do that's just uh, that's how they operate and then we're talking this is a higher level guy he was probably one of the highest level warlocks in the land and I remember him saying he went to Kurt, he got mad at this one guy he got so mad that he said I I just this guy came by I just he's like I just did this flick of my wrist like I was casting something on him and he said. Uh, it came back and hit him, and he said, about broke my back. He said, it, it, it was so, it, it didn't hit that guy. It came back on me. He said, but he said, he looked, it was Nicky Cruz. And if you don't know who Nicky Cruz is, he's a, he was a man of God in New York. God used mightily. And he was, he, I think he started, the, uh, there was a book called Crossing the Switchblade. And he just, God used him so mightily. And he was a man of God sold out for the Lord. And, uh, I think that's why he was talking. He said, you, you, you can't touch those because yeah. what happens is when you begin it to curse, armor. it'll come back on you. 
Yeah. So, and he says, we, I did, at the time he said, I wasn't thinking because, you, you know, you only go after the leaky vessels. You don't, yeah. you don't try to go after the strong ones because it's going to come back on you. But he said, I was in anger that day. And I just didn't think and threw it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. And what I believe it was Aaron talking about when he was on his mission trip about the, uh, about the people, the witches and stuff. They would, they would go after the ones with the little light. And not engulfed. I, I yeah. believe that was there. That, um, Damon Thompson was the one who, it, it was called the Warlock. It was a message that he preached. That's what Aaron, he's played it here at Bethel a couple times. Really? But basically he said that this witch guy, he said he, they would come to services. And he says and they were, the Christians were represented. Every Christian has this little light. And that's how they recognize them. It's like right in the center of their bodies. And in, in the spiritual realm, these witches can see it. I mean, people are like, oh, how do they have power? They have power because yeah. we can see it through Scripture. They they have ability to see it, and it's because the enemy lives in them. It's just like the uh, Egyptians with with Mo, when Moses was dealing with them. Yeah, and throwing down the staff. Yeah. I mean, magicians they, were real. They they, they did things, and uh, and it's because of the because of their. We got to understand that the fallen angels still have power. Mm-hmm. They just don't have power to you. Yeah, and, and because what happens is they they'll use. We're, I think, naturally, we're drawn to the supernatural. We're, dra- we're naturally, we're drawn to the supernatural realm. I mean, it, I think that's because we're, we're this world is is really we're we live in a natural world, but there's supernatural things in other realms yeah. that's going on that we and our fr- eternity is supernatural. Our, yes. our eternity is supernatural. So Either we, you're going in heaven or hell, you're super. So we're super- drawn to it because we're actually longing for it. Yeah. yeah. And the ones who are drawn to the dark side are actually longing for the supernatural in Jesus Christ and that's eternity right. with Him, but they just don't know it. Yeah. So so many people are drawn to the, the to the dark realm and the supernatural because there is that unction inside you because. I, to me, it's hard. It's easier for people to believe in demonic realm than to 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 supernatural in the demonic realm than it is for them to believe in the Holy Spirit. I don't know why, but I, well, I will say this: it's because the church has not operated in the Holy Spirit for so long. We've operated yeah. in religion, and yeah. see, and I believe when we start seeing what's happening here, when we start seeing that supernatural, when you walk in the building, there's something that just hits you. The Spirit of God, it just overtakes you. It's like this. It's just coming. I, that's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that has dwelled, and it's, it's just setting above the, the church, and it's just hovering. And I think that's where people, they want that, but the church has not walked in that. And people are like, well, we're just waiting on God. I said, no, I'm sorry. God is waiting on you and me and everyone because he's already finished what he was going to do. Now it's up to us. And I said, when he, it's like people are like, well, we're just waiting for God to come to us. I said, no, he's waiting for us to come out. He says, pour out. That's what, you know, the whole message was pour yourself yeah. out yeah. because what is in us is the hope of glory. Yeah. So awaken that within you, pour out of you. And I believe, I, I, I didn't mean to chase a rabbit here, but I believe that's why people are walking and seeing more darkness is because the church hasn't given them the light. We haven't turned on the light. That's what yeah. Lance was ta- uh, preaching about. And also, when it comes to that, <clears throat> when you were talking about how John Ramirez, when he was a warlock, would pray for from seven at night to five in the morning. That's that's dedication. That's yeah. that's yes. consecration. It's for the dark side. Mm-hmm. But that's why 
and I'm preaching to myself because yeah. it's very hard. I've always struggled with discipline. I have. I mean, I will be honest and transparent. Yes, like I will step up and leave when I, I will do what the Lord tells me to do. But it's a lot easier to do what the Lord's telling you to do when you have accountability. Yeah. And when you're, true. and when you're alone at home and you're tired and I will admit like it, it I've not always been obedient and waking up and praying, yeah. Yeah. but it's so important. And that the Lord keeps bringing it back to my attention over and over, over and over and over. Um, and it's so important because look at all that the dark side, the dark realm accomplishes from staying up in those hours of the night and praying over people. Yeah. That's why God's people are called. That's why there's the different watches over the night. And mm. we can go, go into that too. Um, we can maybe go more in depth of the different uh, watches in the Jewish um, time, at what those watches are. Yeah. There's different ones. It technically ends at 6 a.m. Mm. And I think it starts at um Midnight, but there might be an earlier one actually that yeah. starts before midnight. Um, but the importance of that is because we are called to push back the darkness. Yeah. And if they're praying against God's people and praying against the world, then Christians need to be wake w- awake and praying in the spirit praying, yeah. to fight these things off. And um, even I was looking up some different uh, verses, but even here in Luke 21, Jesus um, is preaching and saying, but stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the son of man. Mm. But watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the cares of this life. And that day come upon you suddenly like a trap. Mm. And so even Jesus is telling them, and even in the garden, we saw, can mm-hmm. you not stay awake with me? Yeah. Can yeah. you not stay awake and pray? So, um, and that was being on watch, too. Even though it, it was specifically he was going about to be going to the cross, and he was, you know, taking literally becoming sin, taking on all the sin and yeah. becoming sin. But it's just an example to us of why it's so important to be praying during those hours of the night. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Bible says he's... He's a like a roaring lion seeking though he who he may devour. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, the word that I, always sticks out to me is he's seeking. So you think about a lion, how a lion goes about. He's sneaky. Yeah. He's he's stalking his prey. He'll look at the prey for a long time before he even yeah. goes because he's looking for that weakness, that yeah. point where he can grab a hold of it and just tear it to pieces. That's he, what he's yeah, waiting he's for. He's looking for the moment. It puts his guard down, mm-hmm. yep. and he's watching. And, and that's why the Bible says, you know, to put on the full armor of God, yes. that we should be able to withstand the fiery darts of the enemy. You know, it's like because, and also, we need to have to to be thankful for those who watch out for our soul. Yeah, because there there is people who are praying, and and if you, I mean, there I always heard of a praying mama. There's nothing like a praying mama. Yeah, you know, a mama praying or a praying daddy. Praying daddy, watching over you. And, but I believe it goes even deeper than that, not just in our homes. But I think there is people who watch over even now, the people we don't even know that we're praying for over our church. Maybe we don't know them, know them but we've seen their faces. And there's this a covering. There's a covering over the body. And I, I, Brother Ron used to teach that. We need a covering. Yeah. And it never felt so pre- what prevalent till today. 
is the covering of God that that we need from the body. Yes, yes. we need the watchman to the, wake up. The watcher, yes. yeah. And that well, is even an example of when Jacob was talking about, you know, the ones that were sensing things going on. It can be spiritual and while we're all together gathered, but it can be when we're in our prayer closet and the Lord puts our brother or sister in Christ on our heart to pray for. I mean, there's been times that Jacob has, you know, called me or came up to me and shared something with me that like he sees something over me he sees something coming against me sometimes we can't always see what's coming at us Mm. in the moment sometimes it takes our brother that's on the outside or our sister to be able to see what's coming at us Mm. because it depends on where your position is and that's why watchmen are so important because watchmen are on the outside that's why i think it's interesting that you all and i saw some others kind of walking the perimeter of the sanctuary mm-hmm. watchmen watch the perimeter they mm-hmm. are almost like border patrol oh yeah yeah it's like the when you see a castle i know this is a bad analogy but lord of the rings um i remember watching the the great battle that was taking place between the good and the bad and the enemy had secretly was doing things behind the scenes that nobody else knew about but some of these people who who were watchmen and can, could see things, they knew that there was something coming. And it's almost kind of like they had to, and they had to actually help each other out. Each kingdom had to help each other out to battle what the great battle that was coming. Yeah. And uh, so um, I, I just sense that there is a battle that's looming, and we know that, but we've already won. Yeah. And we've already won the war, but we have to, the strategies of war is, is something that we need to be able to, 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 to learn and to walk in. And we need those generals who, and intercessors, the head intercessors that sit there. And ultimately we know Jesus is our chief intercessor. He's always pleading before the father before us, but the watchmen and intercessors have to be hand in hand. They have to walk hand yeah. in hand together because you know, while the intercessors are praying, the watchmen are seeing. You know, we need seers. We need those who have an ear to hear and an eye to see. And they have all five senses are working. So we need those people that can see past the natural. Yeah. And I think that right now in these last days, the biggest thing we need is a spirit of discernment. Yes. Yeah. And I'm praying that that God that gives us an extra dose of the spirit of discernment, like a, a higher level, uh, because we have to be walking into that discernment like we've never been before. And because of what we're seeing, Brother Ron used to preach a message. It's easy to tell an Ishmael from an Isaac. You can tell the difference. There's a there's a distinctive dis- difference between you. Usually can tell which one's fake and which one's real. Yeah. But when you have Zadok and Abiathar. Even David didn't take care of that. One was chosen, one wasn't. And he tried to keep them both in place. But they, it, Zadok was the chosen yeah. priesthood and Abiathar wasn't. But it took Solomon that came in with all, what What would Solomon walk in? Wisdom. Yeah. It took that wisdom from God to say, okay, I'm removing Abiathar and Zadok is the chosen priesthood. Yeah, uh, yeah I love what uh, Aaron said one day. Uh, I think it was him. It might have been someone else on here, but the like difference between knowledge and wisdom we need knowledge but we can't settle with just knowledge Mm-mm. because we, the wisdom is what gives us how to use, use the, the knowledge, knowledge how to apply the knowledge that yeah. we have and we need the wisdom of god because and that ha- that is discernment discernment yeah. is wisdom that you can't separate them um 
but oh we just have so much we can talk about and um i do want to i want to kind of read a little bit of something out of this book it's the the wild ones by nate johnston it's um about uh, pioneers prophetic voices Mm -hmm. really it's a big umbrella of watchmen intercessors you know there's so many different things underneath the prophetic umbrella and Mm -hmm. what we've been talking about today ones who sense these things in the spirit and um and all of that and really you know paul said i pray that you all would prophesy so it's not just Mm -hmm. like oh certain people can if you're hearing from the Lord, that that is the gift of prophecy mm-hmm. to be able to hear from the Lord and speak the truth. And this and the word of God is the the spoken word of the Lord written down. So if we're declaring the word, we're actually prophesying. True. So, but it can go even. We can have that Rama word too, where He's speaking to us. But anyways, with with prophets, we see with Jezebel. Try, she tries to cut the voice off of the prophets, mm. tries to kill the prophets. And it's not just the person Jezebel that was in the, in the word, but the spirit that was working behind Jezebel. Yep. Even, even the spirit of the Antichrist, any evil spirit that's working against Christ wants to kill the voice of the prophets because the prophets speak and declare the truth mm-hmm. of the Lord and the word of the Lord. And the anointing breaks the yoke of the enemy, breaks mm-hmm. the strongholds. So... But w- we talked about witchcraft this morning, and that is something that the enemy will use to try to, to kind of... Um, this book talks about it, witchcraft and hired guns. So it talks about how the enemy seeks to shut down your voice in the season that God is increasing it hmm. by um, assaulting you with witchcraft and chatter. Um, mm-hmm. And this is what you know Nate Johnson calls Jezebel's hired guns. Because the main purpose is to shut down your voice, but the Jezebel spirit will employ witchcraft prayers, like we were talking about earlier, and chatter to come at you from all angles until you throw in the towel. The enemy wants to wear you out and cause you to um, get so worn out. And I think that's what, in a move of God like we're in right now, the enemy would love to get us confused, get us you know, frustrated like we talked about earlier. Anything that the enemy can throw at us to stop us. Basically, just wants to stop us yeah. from occupying territory. <clears throat> That's true. From exposing the darkness, from turning on the light switch, like <clears throat> Lance was talking about. Um, and again, we just talked about discernment. Nate here is talking about how in this season, a move of God, we're we're moving forward, we're occupying um, space in the in the in the land, but also expanding the kingdom. Discernment needs to be huge discernment um needs to basically uh increase we need to pray for more discernment Mm -hmm. Um, we need to pray that the lord would expose the sources of sabotage the hidden Mm -hmm. hidden plots of slander that keep trying to take people down Mm -hmm. um and so there's so many more there's more parts to this there's he talks about copycat prophets talks about uh the imitators talks about um that's why when when he said that last night about um we need we don't need what what was it we got a lot of uh we need participators yeah not spectators not spectators always said there's three of them we have spectators then we have imitators then you have participators. Yes. I always said that we got to be careful for the imitators because the imitators, yeah. they're they're doing it out of almost like a copycat. Yeah. And sometimes they don't even know that they're being used by the enemy. I've yeah. seen it happen several times. And yeah. 
the Lord put that stuff on my heart two or three weeks ago, just strong and, and just hearing Lance and even Aaron uh, at Sunday service was saying a lot of stuff that the Lord had just put on me really hard when I was out mowing and I was just like, wow, you know, and then, and uh, I mean, that's the Holy Spirit moving through the body and we're, it's, he's really uniting us mm-hmm. and I love that. And uh, back to what Lance was saying, or we was talking about earlier, the the drink offering, pouring ourselves out as a drink offering, it's been on me. God just keeps putting it in me uh, about um, uh, John 4, whenever the, the, Samaritan woman or uh, Jesus meets the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well and asks asks for a drink of water and she was just shocked because Jews didn't have nothing to do with Samaritans and uh, and he said if you had known me and the gift of God you would have asked me for living water and that's Mm -hmm. what we need to get a hold of is the living water and and do like what Lance was preaching about. Just let it just pour ourselves out. Mm. And I'm, when you have that living water, just you can't help but to pour it out. Mm-hmm. It just comes out naturally. It just, it's all. I mean, it's all you want to talk about or think about. It's that's that's where we've been for a while. You know, we're just we can't wait to get here. You know, every <laughs> yeah. every day we're just. I'm like, Amen. I. I I'm at work thinking, man, I hate this job. I just want to go, <laughs> I want to go to, up to church and uh, be with family, you know. And that's that's we've we've just been there for a while now, and that's where our hearts at right now. But you know um, what we were talking about earlier with our jobs. Even I don't know what your work day looks like, Josh, but um, I know everyone's day looks different. But even that pouring out of our pouring out the drink offering, I truly believe that the Lord's about to take us from the four walls to going and pouring this drink offering out to the world to Mm -hmm. witness and to share this light with people. I really think that's where we're headed. And, you know, Aaron talked about that today with the, the going, the going and the being sent. And I really think that's the direction we're going in. And even, even when we're not together, I know you probably still feel this. And I I feel this, that we're still connected by the Holy spirit. Oh, (laughs) Oh gosh. Even when we're in different places and we're, uh, working in different areas and things, we still thank God for cell phones that yeah. we can communicate and um, you know social media and different things. But we're we're connected. Yeah. We're so oh, connected yeah. and in tune. And the Lord could be speaking the same thing to us while we're yes. so far away. And I'm just so thankful for that because no matter where the Lord has us in the day, we're He's speaking to us. Yeah. He's connecting us. He's we're praying for one another. And then when we do gather back together, then it's like we're just so excited because we want to yeah, talk man. about everything the Lord's doing. You know, I just want to say because you know, I talk to Josh daily. On you know, it's just a, it's just a trucker thing. <laughs> <laughs> when you get in that truck, it's a lonely drive sometimes, and that you spend your time. Uh, you know, most time I'm worshiping or praying or seeking. Or if I'm talking to Josh, and we're talking about the Lord, you know, I just hear people over there how Josh has let his light shine even in his job that I hear people over his phone, his headset, and they'll say, Josh, I see a difference in you, man. Keep up that, you know, God's doing something in you. You Man, you're different. There's Amen. something about you. And I said, that's because we, that's what the people of God is supposed, people are supposed to see that about us. Yes. And that, that there's something different about us. We're peculiar. We're different. There's something that you, because like what Lance said last night, it was, the reason he built that ministry was those that ones that he used to hang with on the devil side 
now they're coming to him because they want what he has. Yeah. And so yeah. it's almost like provoking people. I what love is that. you change though? I know I can change because you know it's kind of like that's why a lot of people. Uh, I think when you see like just think Paul when he had his radical change, people are like, "You kill Christians, and now you're you yes. are one yourself, and you're the." You're going to the Gentiles and you're preaching to the <laughs> Gentiles after you just killed all these Christians. You know, that to is it, 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 I guarantee it, it messed people up more than we, we, we even well, know. God knows that there's stubborn people out there. And I, well, I won't, well, I'll, I'll call him out. Ethan is a very <laughs> logical person. He's very stubborn. <laughs> but I'm serious though. But sometimes for people, it takes that awesome testimony. It yeah, takes it that like, obvious like that has to be god and i mean ethan will tell you different testimonies he's heard that like really woke grew his faith yeah like maybe and same with me like i'm stubborn too we're Mm -hmm. both stubborn people (laughs) um but sometimes it's taken those like amazing testimonies that like how that person could not there is no other explanation other than jesus christ yeah um, and so I think God knows, God knows the ones in our sphere of influence that need to hear our testimony. Yes. He know he's put us in our specific job, in our specific place around specific people, because he knows that those people need to hear our testimony, yes. need to have their faith built yeah, by sure. what God's doing in our life. Um, and I'm just, man, I'm so thankful. Uh, Miss Nicole Taylor texted in. She said, tell Josh, others can see how much him and Miss Katie are pouring Amen. out. And it's a blessing to watch and encouraging others to press in, too. Yeah. Uh, I, love, I love the hunger that we're seeing in this in, in this move of God. Not just even in our church, but other churches. I, me and Ethan, we ran into some, another uh, lady yesterday. I'm not going to call her name in case she didn't want it to be talked about. But we ran into her at the Dollar General. And she's like, I'm telling all these people, like at my church and everywhere I go, she said, the Spirit of God is moving. I want y'all to come. I want y'all to come. And she said, it's different. She goes, we, we people are like, oh, you're just having revival meetings, you know. She goes, it's not like what y'all think on the revival. Like, I remember going, people are like, well, we're going to have a seven-day revival meeting. And it was just like music, preaching, and, and it, there was, and that's all it was, you know. Like, it's just extra nights for them of, of church. It wasn't. No life changes. And she says, this is different. There's something about it. And she was excited. And it was just this unction that people are hungry for something more. And I love watching people grow because I sat back for, for years and I'm just like, I hate saying it. And even in my own self, I felt like I wasn't going where I needed because I let what I was seeing around me affect me. And I was like, nobody wants to to do this anymore everybody's just doing their own thing and nobody's hunger and when i started you're like elijah in the cave yeah i mean you're just <laughs> wallowing in your own pity i guess yep. and it, but then like, it was oh like lord a, i'm the only one and god's like there's ten thousand twenty thousand yeah. more well it was a breath of fresh air to see people and they just started rolling in and rolling into the uh just how so many people are just hungry for god and even watching ethan and hannah grow I watched Ethan grow up to, you know, I remember seeing him what, about a year and a half ago and playing ball with him on a field. And actually, I didn't mean to, but uh, I was, they was like, this guy's good at basketball. I'm like, whatever. I was like, I'll, I'll take this guy on. I'm this big bruiser guy. So I hit, I end up actually hitting Ethan and knocking him on the ground and he bloodied his elbow and he was all bloody. And I'm, I felt like, uh, I felt bad because I was like, 
my my <laughs> was like, no my competitiveness just got like I shouldn't have done that, and I felt so bad. And that was what the first time I met Jake. Ethan, <laughs> and I was like, I knew he was better than me when he came at me. And so I was like, the only thing I can do is be like a sumo wrestler and knock him down. <laughs> That's what you do to Aaron too. Ain't it? <laughs> well, I did that. My to neck has not recovered. I said, I, I said, I gotta quit. I told Braden, I said, I gotta quit playing ball because I get too aggressive. I just, I know I'm not as quick as everybody else, but I know I can knock them down. <laughs> Look, I was sitting there and I, I had him beat. Like I had him beat, and and I was going for my drive, and I was going to go up, and he just steps in front of me, <laughs> and my head hits him. And he don't budge a bit, but my neck started to crack and pops in ways I didn't know it could. And I kind of like, I got up off the ground. I started moving my finger to make sure I could still move um, because I thought I was done. Are you talking about Jake, you and Jacob? Jacob. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. one of the wrench kids called me Terminator. I'm like, I am not Terminator. Like, You're terminating those devils. I don't. I thought I was going to have to call Katie to help me. <laughs> nurse Katie, nurse Katie. Well, years ago, I can't, I can't remember. I think it was Micah Taylor. We were running down. Aaron might have been there, but I can't remember. But well, you, we, I thought we got to resurrect him. Yes, we were running <laughs> down the, the court, doctor. and I was running fast. Like when a big man runs fast, he cannot stop. <laughs> so I'm running down the court as fast as I can, and Micah's coming, and I'm like, "You, I'm going to get to the ball first. He, and he was driving for that ball too. And when we did, I couldn't stop, and boom, we ran in. He's laying on the ground. I'm like. Aaron's like, you killed him. <laughs> He's just laying there for like, see, breathing you like probably a him. minute. And I was like, you okay? He said, you knocked the breath out of me. I thought I couldn't catch my breath. Hey, I'm trying to segue all this. What if we ran towards the glory like yes. that? Yes. Oh, what if we ran yeah. towards the glory as fast as we could, and then we behold it, and it just explodes and knocks us on our back? Yeah. I would say I, I'd go segue like this. This is what it's like whenever you – People's going to hit the glory of God and they're going to hit the Father because they're running as fast as they can in the opposite direction. But all of a sudden, the Father's <laughs> going to be standing there. Amen. And this is what we're seeing every night here at Bethel Fellowship yeah. over the last Amen. few nights is people running plumb right into the Father and falling on the ground, Ooh. weeping in the presence of the Lord. Oh, because yeah. I'm telling you what, God's Spirit is on the move. God's doing amazing things. He is stirring in the nation. And we are seeing the glory of God cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And the earth is shaken, but the earth is usually shaken one person at a time. And we'll never shake the earth until our earth has been shaken. And so this is what's been happening lately for, um, honestly, we've seen some incredible things like we've talked about in the last three nights. We're going to go again tonight, 630. But we've been living this thing like you all like you all said. I mean, like this is just this is our heartbeats now. This is our this is what this is what our hearts groaning for is to be in that place of presence with him. And so um Jacob's passing mints out as everybody could just hear him popping it open in there. And so uh, Well, I have a I have a text that came in. Miss Gail Harrington. Um she says, God created us for this time. So we can tell and show these people at this time about Jesus's perfect love. What a privilege and joy. Let's get busy. I Amen. like that. Let's get busy. Amen. Well, chapel went well, so I, I'm glad that we didn't did anybody have to be muted or anything? Well, we couldn't mute ourselves anyways, even if we wanted to. They just may may not talk till you got back. Has <laughs> no, Miss Katie said anything over in the corner? No, she We're trying talk. to get her to. But. Oh, well, once you get Kathy, what, what needs to happen is the, the spiritual Katie needs to become spiritual Kathy. And when spiritual Kathy comes out, every demon in hell better triple. Because I'm telling you what, the glory of God's going to come out of her mouth. And so... 
See, she, she's got this anointing. So she's is got Kathy this anointing. like the Saul to Paul? Look, like, yeah. God's changing her name? Saul's great. All right. Saul really wasn't that bad of a cat. I mean, he did some couple things like killing Christians. We're not saying Katie okay, killed Christians. Okay, I'm not saying Katie <laughs> killed Christians, but. All right. But here at the end of the or, day. Or there's Jacob and Israel, too. Look, you know? yeah. over and over we see in the scripture where Abram come Abraham. Whenever, you know, uh, Jacob become Israel. kind of. I mean, it was like all these things. Well, when Katie becomes Kathy, yeah. every demon in hell better start to tremble. Yeah. Because she, she's getting her squirt gun out. Yep. And she, yeah. She pull them out of me. You know, everything. She prayed them out of me whenever that's I right. them. That's right. So. See, Josh was always thought he would just pick him. I think he was prophesying. Yeah. Wow. I, th- I think it is. I'm telling you what, because I'm not trying. I saw her going to town yesterday praying. And, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm telling you. God's it's, got a plan. I saw her whole, like, I, I was seeing you, like, tremble before the Lord. Like, I saw yeah, your whole body. Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. Even before service, some, you could tell she could feel something different. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, what's going What's wrong with you? I could see it on her. Yeah. But I didn't know. But she was, I, I believe she was sensing it and just didn't realize what she yep. was sensing. Yet. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's been a couple times lately that, well, I don't know if it was the, I think it was the week before last when I was preaching, and I said I'm shaking in my, yeah. my boots. Like that was not a, that was not a like an, a, um, a statement. Like that was truth. Like I was literally there, and I think a lot of people's been there lately. Like you're just yeah. shaking under the power of God, and people say, well, that's crazy and everything. I don't, I don't know what else to call it. Like you're just there and. The glory of God is so tangible, and he, He's so real, and um, and he, He's He is desiring to pour Himself out on a generation that's asking for it. Yeah, you know, sometimes I think like, do we even remember our prayers? Because we've been praying for God to shake us, but yet when we start actually shaking, we're like, oh, oh, that's crazy. You just no, it's not really happening. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, I think we just need to write our prayers down, look back at them, and be like, okay, this makes sense. This stuff is happening. Like, yeah. But um, I have heard over and over, like testimony after testimony about just what God's been doing recently. And, you know, probably the most common testimony is you just walk into the place and you know the presence of God there. Yes. And let me just clarify this. It is not because of people. It is not because of the giftings of man. It's not because a worship team's there or a worship team's not there. It's because not because a preacher's there or a preacher's not there. It is because the Lord is seated in that house and he's establishing his government and he's establishing his throne. And really the only thing, this is the difference maker. And I've been a part of a lot of things in 18 years. I really have. I mean, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not an expert, but I'm not a novice either. I'm just trying to figure out my life left from the right half the time. But this is the one thing that I'm seeing different now than anything else I've ever experienced. And that is the prayer. It's the prayer. Yeah. yeah, and and the only way that we're having the amount of glory and the presence the Father's pouring out right now is because there's a people willing to pray, and people's going to get sick of me saying this for over the next few weeks and months and years, but if we don't continue to pray, we will lose what we got. It's prayer. It's prayer that's the sustainer. Prayers. It's because what is prayer at the end of the day? Prayer shows our utter dependence on him to do it. Because when it's when it becomes about preaching and when it becomes about worship, it can very much be us. But prayer, it's not oppressive. Like there's nothing impressive about prayer. There's nothing like 
pat yourself on the back. You that was such a good prayer. Like honestly, like I've never had somebody. I've never got off the stage and somebody pat me on the back and say that was an awesome prayer. Now you people said it about sermons. People said it about that, but like, and I guess people could jazz up prayer. I mean, there's that thing. But when you're on your face, and it's 40 minutes after the worship team stopped playing. Mm-hmm. And there's still people laying flat on their belly with tears streaming into the carpet. And nobody's touching. Nobody's praying. nobody's. Doing, you're just there in the presence and you're soaking in that secret place. I mean, this is where this is where everything that's happening is happening yeah. in that prayer time and that's in that private prayer time, too. You cannot have a <clears throat> you cannot have a corporate prayer life absent of a private prayer life. That's true. So, yeah. um, that's good. So we're we're just. I know I put a damper on our laughing, but no, no. I just feel like it's so essential to keep reminding us of that. That yeah. as we as we see the sustained move of God and we see the glory of God continue to be poured out, as we see the um, the shaking in our boots, and as we mm-hmm. see all these things that are happening, it's really just a it's a result that we found a place of Him in Amen. prayer. Amen. Amen. And we got to continue finding that secret place. Brother Josh Milburn texts in. He said, when we ask God to shake us, oftentimes people only want to be shaken how they want to be shaken and not mm. how he wants to shake us. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. It's like I keep hearing that song comes to me and it says, whatever it looks like, whatever it sounds like, come Lord Jesus. You know, we're always looking. A lot of people are always just looking like this is what revival supposed to look like. It's like We don't even really know. I mean, we know revivals happen in hearts, but we don't know what that awakening is going to always look like when when this third great awakening is happening. We don't know how God's going to move, but we just say, Lord, just come. Yeah. Whatever it sounds like, Lord, whatever it looks like, just come. That's all we care is as long as you inhabit the praises of your people and you come down and you're enthroned, Lord Jesus, just be over that place and, and habitate like a habitation of his glory. That's all my, my prayer was, Lord, just habitate in us. Habitate in the, over this place, hover yeah. your glory over this ever, while we're here, but not let it just be over a, a building or an area, but let it go with us. Let that hovering be over us at all times because the hope of glory lives in us. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we've suppressed it. We've yeah. suppressed that glory in inside of us that God has poured into us. And it's kind of like, let's let it out. Let's let our light shine. Like I remember Lance was talking about, you know, let our light shine. It's time for us to let our light shine again Amen. in the earth and allow us to radiate, just radiant like the sun. And just sometimes it's going to blind the darkness. It's going to blind them and they may step back a little bit, but they're, 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 they're drawn to the light. They want yeah. the light. And we're, if, if we're truly following Christ, then we will radiate light because we take on his image and that's what comes out of him. I mean, uh, we should automatically start radiating it. I know it reminded me of that old song. I don't even call it this little light. I want to say this big old light of mine. (laughs) I'm going to let it shine. (laughs) I love that. I was about to sing it in the middle of service. Somebody's going to get like, okay, Jacob, shut up. So, Wow, um, I never even thought about that. They need to change those words. Yeah. Hey, we changed that one, those one words to that one worship song. And yeah, did. I uh, did. I will build my life upon your word. Yeah, they yeah. said love. Yeah, I, I like want to. I want to build it upon his word. Amen. Yeah. Um, 
Um, well, we've t- been talking about prayer, the importance of prayer, and how you know we don't want to put our hand, we don't want to control what God's doing. We just want to, we don't yeah. want to put limit Him. We don't want to put Him in a box. Um, and I, I had some notes written down, um, just like a prayer and like a kind of a standard to live by, and to ask the Lord to give us the eyes to see, the ears to hear, and the heart to know. And then when in like intercession, to hear, listen, and then act mm-hmm. on yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, Aunt, real quick, Aunt, how can, um, if there's people out there who have recently, I know they talked about it on the second night, but we need to figure out how we can get those people to get your QR, the QR code for they could get to your, um, um, we know that they've just yeah. given their hearts over to the Lord. I, we, there's a way we, um, figure out how we to might be that. able to share that on our Facebook page. We can work on that today because if you have given your heart to the Lord, we did about 11 minute video that walks through the things that you need to be doing as a new believer. Um, the first thing, of course, is getting in, in a prayer life. You've got to have a prayer life. Then you get into the Word, and you need to hook up with a local community because having a body around you is so vitally important yeah. to your health as a Christian and your growth as a Christian. Um, so we'll try to get that QR code out. I know it's on YouTube, but I don't know how to find it. Um, I really don't know how to f- um, it's it's called Welcome to the Body of Christ, but I don't know what it's all going to pop up. So, hmm. um, you know, it's like there's probably a lot of videos like that. So we just had a QR code that takes you right to it. And, we yeah. can post a link on Facebook. We'll get that yeah. figured out yeah. today. Um, and every but every person that's being born again has the, at the at the Crusades having an opportunity to get a Bible. In that Bible is a QR code they can scan and watch that video. But I wanted to say this too, Jacob. He's talking about light of you know hover over us. I'm at this place that I want the glory of God to be so bright they stop to see us. Mm. Yes. Mm. Like I, I don't I'm 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 I want to be out of the way. Yeah. And I'm at that point now where I'll I'll preach behind a box if I got to. But it's like I just I don't want us to get in the way. Amen. I, I don't want us I just Amen. want us to I don't want at the end of the day, I'm not looking for Lance names to be prayer. I'm not looking for Jacobs. I'm not looking for Hannah's. I'm not looking for Josh. And I know we talk about stuff like that. And I mean, I think it's important to understand we all have giftings. We all have our purpose. So I'm not negating that. But what I'm saying is if all they see is us, how Mm. can they see him? That's right. And that's it. I'll always go back to that Jason Upton song. It's, it's, it's like this memorial stone in my life because that song dying star. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it'll wreck you. That song will wreck you. Because in that over, he will say, how can they see me? I mean, how can they see you if all they see is me? And when Azusa Street started, Seymour, he preached behind the pulpit on his knees so they couldn't see him. They didn't, you, you actually did not see the guy preaching at Azusa Street. That's right. I remember that. He preached hidden. Well, because, didn't, he, didn't he have an eye patch on too? Yeah, well, there's a lot about that. We could work <clears throat> yeah. out with Azusa Street. But, um, but I think the significant thing is, you know, Lord, I don't want to see us. Amen. I don't want pride Amen. and arrogance. I don't want any other light other than him shining in this thing. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think that's where prayer is that's so awesome. essential because nobody, nobody gets glory out of the prayer meeting. No. It's all for him. And we show our utter dependence on him. So, amen. Amen. Well, we got, we're out of here. We got five seconds. We love you. Josh, thanks for jumping in. Miss Katie, you rocked it over there in that corner. Um, <laughs> amen. <laughs> love you guys. Thank you so much for the donuts, too. It was delicious. Thank you, guys. Come out. Be with us 630 tonight. If you know, if you have a lost loved one, get them out there tonight. 
just bring come kick it and scream it. I don't know. All right, but come on out. I love you guys so much. We'll be back 7 a.m. Central Time here tomorrow on Box 2 Radio here.